0: Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 90. On today's episode, we're diving in deep and getting personal. Are you tired and overwhelmed in life sometimes? Do you wish things were different? Do you have a vision for what you want in life but feel like it's impossible to reach? Well, stay tuned because on today's episode, I'm going to show you how decluttering can help you get your dream life and why having a vision is the best way to start. Hey there, friend, welcome back to the show. My name's Deanna and I'm thrilled you're joining me today for this podcast about decluttering and organizing your way to your dream life. But quick question first, are you sick of hearing those words, life you love or dream life or best life or ideal day? Well, me too sometimes, and yet it is hard to describe what we all want at the end of the day without using those words or ones that are really similar. So please just bear with me while we go through this. Now, another way I did hear it mentioned once, though, that I love was to create a life that I don't feel like I need a vacation from. And for me, I feel like that might sum it up a little bit better. I want a life that I am excited to wake up for, one where I feel like I am in charge and in control of what's happening. I wanna know that I have time to have fun with my friends and my family, and I wanna have the time and energy to explore new hobbies so that I can grow as a person. I wanna contribute to the world in meaningful ways, have work that I enjoy doing. Now, these are not always the easiest things to get, but slight discomfort is really what helps us grow as humans, and I'm not talking about overwhelming stress or burnout or any of those things. But when things are too easy, when life is too easy, it is human nature to either become lethargic and lazy or the crazy thing we do is we create trouble so that we get some excitement. That's often why children who are bored don't do well in school because they act out or when your child does something that they know they're going to get in trouble for just to get a rise out of you, right? We do that as adults. So We've got to make sure that we are constantly growing so that we're not creating trouble in our own lives just to get some of that excitement. So therefore, our goal should be to find that balance, right? What makes you excited? What do you think of when I say dream life or that life that you don't need a vacation from? But before we get too far in today's episode, I do wanna remind you that you can pick up the show notes for today on the web on my website, wannabeclutterfree.com slash 90. Now there I will list the show notes for you. I do have a few links for today with books and things like that. And I also will have my latest download there. Now, right now I am sharing the happier at home guide It's completely free and it's my gift to you. Now, the guide outlines five things that I still do every day to make my life easier. So make sure you head to wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 90 to check out the links for today's topic and to get that free guide. Again, it's wannabeclutterfree.com slash 90. Okay, let's get back to the topic for today and that biggest question for today. What does an ideal life mean to you? Now, here's the thing, it's going to be different for everyone. There is no right or wrong answer. So you might want to start your day with yoga. Maybe you prefer to meet up with a friend for a walk. Perhaps you like to begin your mornings by watching the sunrise. You might have little ones and your day starts with feeding and cuddles. Everyone's life is unique and we all have some things that we prefer more than others. And that is perfectly acceptable. This is all about your life and what. Jazzes you up. It doesn't matter what other people want. This is for you. Now, I have some friends who choose to homeschool their children and they enjoy the freedom of travel. As a family, we did that travel part, but we actually chose to enroll our daughter in kindergarten in Germany when we lived there. Now, being a homeschooling parent is not actually part of my ideal life vision. And that was reinforced in 2020 when my daughter attended school at home for a year. I know a lot of you parents out there can relate, and suddenly we found ourselves in a position that we were not prepared for. So again, maybe you do want to homeschool, and that's fantastic if that's for you, but it's also okay if it's not. So where you live is also a big consideration that changes from person to person. So some people are going to prefer cities, and others are going to prefer the country. Maybe a farm is your preference, or you'd prefer a small waterfront village again, it's so personal, and only you are going to be decide, be able to decide what is ideal for you and your family now, One thing I want to point out here is that, as we think of our ideal lives, I want us to remember that life is constantly changing, so we mature and our tastes change, our kids grow up, and you know they grew th- go through different phases in life, and it changes the focus of what we are doing as a family from time to time right so there's the baby phase, the toddler phase the preschool phase, this, you know, elementary school phase, you're going to go into the preteen and then the teenage phase and college and then adulthood. And so all of that changes your dynamic as a family, it changes what you need at different times. And so there are seasons in life. And the sooner we understand that these things change and that nothing is permanent, the easier it is to create a vision and then lean into our dream life while we're going with the flow along the way and knowing that things are always going to be in a matter of flux right now there is a common thing i hear from almost everybody when i ask this question of what does an ideal life mean to you and that is to be financially independent and so we're all on the same page here i want us to take a minute to define what financially independent means And according to Wikipedia, financial independence, I know, I know. Great source, right? But financial independence is the status of having enough income to pay one's living expenses for the rest of one's life without having to be employed or dependent on others. I mean, that would be amazing, right? I think we all would like to wake up and be able to have enough money in the bank to do whatever we wanted any day of the week. But that's not the reality for most of us. So, But this does mean that you could either save money and live off of the savings, or you can create a source of income that's not tied to your working hours, commonly referred to as passive income. Now, again, I said I know it sounds appealing to not have to work, especially if you feel trapped in a job you hate. But there are studies that show that taking it too easy can actually be hard on you. I mean, Harvard even has one, and I'll link to it in the show notes. But that is why a lot of people experience depression when they first retire. They are unprepared for the abundance of free time. So in their life, they've had somebody telling them how to use that time. They've been told where they had to work from 8 to 5 every day. And that newly retired person is now in charge of their time, and it creates this new series of problems and stressors, or leads to laziness, lethargy, and depression. So apologies if I just hit you over the head with the idea that winning the lottery might not be the end-all to getting your ideal life. Now, I know there's a lot of you skeptical at this idea, but when we think about that, how do we then get over that hurdle? So what should we do to figure out how to live our ideal life in a realistic way that we know that we can attain? Because I think having your ideal life is actually attainable. So here are the three things that I recommend. Now, the first is to explore the 10 life areas. I don't know if you've heard about these before, but I have heard about them a few different times throughout my life and they are, uh, you know, you can customize them to what fits your life best. So I recently heard about these again. They were brought to my attention again on the podcast, all the hacks where Chris Hutchins was interviewing Ben Nemton about bucket lists, audacious goals and living the life you want. So pretty apropos for today's topic. Anywho, I will link link to it in the show notes because it's a really good episode. And if you're interested in this topic, I think you'll really enjoy it. Ben has a ton of energy. Um, he's in a different life phase than I am, but it's really interesting to kind of hear his perspective on a lot of these things. Now, the 10 areas encompass your full life. So when we think about goals, we often focus just in one area. So generally, it's the area that we feel the weakest in, and we neglect the others. So I think that we can get a little off there. I think it's really important that if we want to achieve a full, life and this ideal life and this idea that we don't need a vacation from our life, then all 10 of those areas are very important and we need to make sure we address them all. So the 10 categories that he feels most are most important, and I, you know, really resonate with a lot of these. So the first one is physical health. Now, this one is pretty self-explanatory, but there, you know, here's where you would think about future goals if you wanted to achieve something like running a 5K or getting in the best shape of your life or if there's something that you want to get back to, like playing a sport that you used to enjoy. Remember, we only have one body, so we need to take care of it, and anything that would pertain to physical health will go here. The second life category he talks about is adventure and travel. So where do you wanna go? What do you wanna see? This could be worldly adventures or travels within your own city. Again, it's all up to you. The third is mental health. How do you want to increase your emotional well-being? So, maybe you want to start meditation, a new spiritual practice, see a therapist. It's been a crazy couple of years, and mental health is on everyone's minds these days, which is actually a really great thing because I think we can address the elephant that has been in the room for a very long time. So that's the third is mental health. Number four is intellectual. Now, this is about expanding your mind. so it encompasses things like reading, learning a new skill and generally broadening your horizons. As humans, we need to grow. So we need to take care of our physical body. We need to take, take care of our mental health and we need to be intellectually stimulated so that we, are, we feel like we're progressing through life. So this one's very important. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where EarnIn comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. When you download the Earnin app, type in Clutter under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com/tos for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC.
1: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilled Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
0: The fifth one you might be surprised at, it's materials, material goals, material things. Now, as a wannabe minimalist, material things don't generally top my list. But realistically, there are material things that we are all going to want and need throughout our lives. Of course, they're going to be different for each of us. But the idea is to think about the things that really bring you joy and then let that other stuff go. So maybe a material thing that you want is a home and you want it to be fully paid off so that you can retire comfortably. Or maybe you want a camper van so that you can use it for your summer family road trips this year and for the next 10 years. Maybe you want an Apple Watch so that you can stay on top of your health goals. Or you want a fancy coffee maker so you can cut back on your Starbucks habit. This is okay. It is okay to use material goods to make life better as long as you are being purposeful and intentional about what you are bringing into your life. All right. Number six are professional goals. So what work goals do you have for your life? Is there a job you want? Do you want to change careers? Do you want to go for a promotion or ask for a raise? Is there a company you love and want to work for? Do you want to start your own business? Whatever it is, write it down, make a plan, and go for it. Even if you plan to be a stay-at-home mom, how can you address the things that you need to do in your home, maybe a little more professionally so that It's less personal and more professional. Like if you have to go grocery shopping, you know, for like your grocery shopping things or, you know, for running the house, can you address it more as a business so it doesn't feel so personal? Because I know that when I try to make things in my home, really, really personal. And it's, you know, and it becomes about me if something goes wrong, and I get really down on myself. So I try to look at things like a management perspective, right? So it's something that I do. It's not something someone that I am. So if you don't end up wanting to get or needing to get a, a job outside of the home, how can you take your home life and make it a little bit more professional so that you don't have to feel like your self-worth is tied into that? Okay. So financial goals, that's the next one. That's number seven, I think. Um, So anything money related would go here. Like how much would you like to earn and how much would you like to save each month? Do you have a retirement plan written out? What about setting up a will? Especially if you have a family, what about setting up a will? Now, these can be some of the toughest things to discuss. I've been talking about money a lot lately because money can create a lot of problems in our lives, especially if we try to avoid talking about it. So any financial goals will go here. Number eight are creative goals. So what creative expressions make you feel alive? Do you like to do crafts, play music or create art? Creative outlets are therapeutic and they are good for our souls. This helps our mental health. It helps us intellectually. And, you know, as long as we are growing creatively, I think this is really an important area in our life. And it's actually something that I am working on. So I used to think that creative endeavors had to be purposeful. And honestly, when we are constantly reminded of people starting businesses based on their hobbies and their passions, it can be really hard to see that something, sometimes these creative endeavors are more fun when they're just an outlet for us and that they don't have to be a potential money-making endeavor. So this was something that I realized with DIY projects in my own home. I absolutely love doing them. But when I try to document them and then share them on my blog, which is want to be clutter free, they become less fun. Now, I do these projects for me now. So I took that pressure away. I took away the pressure of having to document everything, take pictures, write out the steps, do all the things. And that has made them way more fun for me. Now, I really enjoy doing things that are more DIY inspired. And then if I end up sharing them with you on my blog or um, in my newsletter or on this podcast, I will make sure that I link to a tutorial that somebody else does so that you can still get those instructions if you need them. But I've realized that I don't have to be the person that puts that out there and I can just enjoy the creative endeavor just for the fun of it. OK, number nine is giving. So how do you want to make an impact in the world? It could be small interactions, like making the people around you feel better with compliments, or it could be volunteering your time, your energy, and or money to organizations that you believe in. And number 10, arguably one of the most important, um, is relationships. Now this is one that's all about the people that you love and who are special in your life. So what goals do you have to maintain and strengthen your relationships? Okay, so those are the 10 areas. Life categories, I guess. And the idea is to look at each of these in your life and give yourself an assessment. So look at the goals that you have. Which categories do they belong to? How are each of these areas, you know, fitting into your vision for your life dream and that that life you don't have to take a vacation from? So are there areas where you're thriving? Well, that's awesome. How can you lean into that and then bring some of that positive energy into the other areas of your life? Are there areas where you're struggling? Well, that's okay. We all struggle in different areas at different times. So knowing that what these areas are, now that can be a real eye-opener for you because maybe you didn't realize that you were struggling in one area and now you're suddenly realizing like, okay, maybe that's why I feel off a little bit. I think I felt that with the creative endeavors. It was a really big eye-opening experience for me of like, okay, maybe that's something that I need to just Enjoy more, right? Give myself permission to enjoy that more. So, working on that area could make a really big difference for you that you weren't able to point out previously. So, here's what I've done to make sure that I'm keeping on track of these 10 categories in my life I gave myself a grade on a scale of one to 10 for each area, and then I listed out one goal for each of those areas to help me improve my score. I'm trying to improve it by a level of one, right? So, let's say I gave myself a five, I'm trying to get to a six or if I gave myself a three, I'm trying to get myself to a four, right? I'm not trying to take the areas that feel like three, fours, five, sixes and trying to turn them into tens overnight, right? In fact, I'm not even sure that I'm going to be able to get to a 10 in any of these categories at any time. And that is okay. Because again, for me, one of my defining principles is that I'm constantly growing as a person. So if I'm growing as a person, am I ever gonna be able to get a perfect score on the whole thing? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I've never been there, so maybe I will get there. But the point is that I'm going to be more strategic about how I'm trying to improve my life and focusing on these 10 categories one at a time or you know, having one goal for each of them really is helping me progress and making me feel more peaceful. It's bringing more happiness into my life. And it's, it really is fantastic. So if you've never done something like this, I really recommend you check it out because it's all about progress over perfection. And this is true in all areas of my life. So not just in my home, but in my goals and in these life categories. The second tip I have for today for trying to figure out your dream life is to create a gratitude journal. Now, it doesn't have to be a big thing. And guess what? No one else has to see it. No one else has to even know you are doing it. But adding a gratitude practice to my daily routine has been absolutely amazing for my life. Because instead of focusing on what I want, which is what I do when I'm not being grateful, it has allowed me to appreciate everything that I have. So honestly, it has been life changing. Without gratitude, I often found myself in comparison mode. Now comparison. Is the thief of joy. I would focus on the things that were hard or that I wanted to improve or that what other people were doing, you know, and I'm all for improving things and making life easier, but laying the groundwork for gratitude has shifted how I look at those things I want to change, right? So now I can see that I'm on the path. I'm halfway there. I've started, you know, sometimes I'm more than halfway there. Without gratitude, it always felt as though I was starting from scratch, from zero, or from behind. I would see other people doing things and I would think, gosh, there's so much further ahead of me. Or I just am I ever gonna be able to be like that? But when I shifted to gratitude, it was I was able to see how much I had already accomplished, or how, you know, what I had already done, or what I had to be grateful Four so that refocus once I did that, it became easier for me to appreciate all the little things I had in my life, the big things, the little things I was able to stop comparing myself to others, like I said, comparison it's the thief of joy because there will always be someone who has something you don't. There will always be someone who has more money, who is prettier, who seems happier, who you know has a bigger house, who has you know who's nailed this minimalism thing more than I have. There will always be someone who is doing better than me in one area of their life.
2: No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.
1: I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood.
0: Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes
1: a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs)
0: And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, wherever
1: you listen to podcasts.
0: But that's also true then for ourselves, right? So I'm also doing better than some people in other areas, but it's not a conceited thing. I'm not trying to say like I'm better than someone else, right? We all have our own things. And gratitude lets me appreciate myself for being me. It makes me see that I have strengths. Other people have other strengths. We all have our own things going on. And so it just, trust me guys, it is such a mind opener. Like once you can start appreciating your life, you just It makes you happy in so many different ways versus always trying to go for something you don't have. Because when you're trying to go for something you don't have, you are trying to fill up from a place of emptiness. With gratitude, you're starting with that glass half full. Okay. And it also ties really nicely into those 10 life categories because you can use gratitude to appreciate where you are and your efforts to move forward, right? So you've already done something. You already you know, have made it to this point and it's just easier to keep moving forward, right? So please, I would encourage you to try it for yourself for a week if you've never done this before and see if it makes a difference. I can pretty much promise you it will, but I would want you to try it for yourself because you have to see it. You have to experience it to believe it, right? Now, I write down at least one thing I am grateful for every day. Now, if I have more time, I actually try to strive to write down three things every day but i have a minimum goal of 1 and it can be small it can be gratitude for my fluffy you know for my one pair of fluffy socks that i wear on cold mornings or it can be something big like right now the fact that i am able to wake up in a country that is not at war right so the trick is to write it down that That fact right there, writing it down, it cements it in your brain. It makes it a reality and it gives you something to look back on later if you are in a funk and feeling down. Okay. So that is step number two start a gratitude journal. It can be really easy. It can be paper and pen. It can be a notebook. It could be your phone. It doesn't matter. But the trick is to write it down, get it out of your brain and somewhere concrete where you can look back at it um, when you need to. Okay. And the third thing I want you to do when you are trying to define your ideal life or get to this ideal life is to declutter. So remember at the beginning when I told you that figuring out your ideal life tied in with your stuff? Well, let's finish off today by looking at what in the world I meant by that. So I know a lot of you are asking, what does creating your dream life have to do with your stuff, decluttering and organizing? At first glance, they really don't seem like they have anything in common. But for me, it's a bit like the chicken or the egg problem. Which one came first? So many times I hear people say that they can't get rid of something because they might need it someday. Or our homes just end up becoming dumping grounds for storage areas over time because stuff comes in and we just don't know what to do with it. Or maybe you enjoy shopping and you actually use it as a pastime to relieve some stress and overwhelm in your life. Sometimes you use kind of that quote unquote retail therapy. So These are how things kind of come into our life or how we're not able to get rid of them. But from this moment forward, I want you to think about your stuff in a new light. I want you to look at the stuff in your home and I want you to ask if it's contributing to your version of an ideal life. Does that new outfit you brought last week help you on your journey toward that vision of life that you have? What about the decorations you brought home last month? Do you have a bunch of items that are sitting in storage because you just don't want to deal with them? Well, this is your chance to make a change and to start living in your ideal life right now, right? So maybe your ideal life isn't one that just falls into your lap one day, right? I don't think that that's how it works. It's not like we're going to go to sleep tonight and then suddenly wake up tomorrow living in the place of our dreams, earning the amount of money that popped in your head when I talked about those 10 life categories earlier, we're not gonna wake up with the body confidence that we'd love to have. That's just not how life works. So in the book, Atomic Habits, James Clear writes about how instead of looking at a goal as an end point, we should look at goals through the lens of the type of person who actually reaches that goal, that person we actually want to be. So instead of thinking, I wanna organize my home, You can say to yourself, as an organized person, what choice would I make? Would I set my keys down on the first surface I touch or would I put them on the key hook so that I can find them when I need them later? So that is what I love most about this third step is it reinforces itself. So as you create your dream life vision, you can see some of the stuff around you and then you can realize that it doesn't contribute to that life and so you're able to let it go. But then as you start to let things go, you actually free yourself up to experience new things. You feel freer in your home and you have more energy to put into those 10 life categories that we talked about. Your dream life gets a little bit closer and your vision gets a little bit clearer. We're not making big sweeping changes. We're not changing who we are overnight. But you start to realize that you're able to let go of more stuff and then that cycle continues. So I ask you, what does decluttering have to do with your dream life? Well, for me, it was actually the first step. Letting go of the stuff that I no longer needed, used, or loved created more space in my life. It allowed me to become the more organized person that I had wanted to be. It gave me space to create time and to try new things because I no longer had to clean up all the time. I found joy in the little things. And I've been able to make progress in all of those 10 life categories. It's funny that stuff can have that much control over us and our lives. We think that we buy stuff to help us live better. But unless we're careful, that stuff in our lives, it actually ends up holding us back, keeping us stuck, and it ends up owning us. So if you are ready to live your dream life, I challenge you to start with these three steps. You can start them today. It won't actually take much of your time or your energy. You can get to the school pickup line 15 minutes earlier, or you can take a few minutes for yourself after you put the kids to bed. You can stop stop scrolling on your phone later today and do something good for yourself. And then once you have a few minutes, I want you to take a good look at those 10 life categories. How do you feel like you were doing in each one? Is there one you wanna focus on right now? What is one goal that you can work on over the next week or month to make an improvement, no matter how small in each one? And then start a gratitude journal. Use up an empty notebook or start a note in your phone. Write down one thing that you're grateful for each day. And then finally, declutter something today. You can do it. I know you can. I consider myself somewhat of a minimalist, and my daughter and I were actually able to declutter 183 items from our home last week. So if I can do that, I promise you can find at least one thing to let go of that is not moving you toward your dream life today, this week. I know you can do it. And with those steps I laid out, it is now up to you. I want to know what are you going to declutter this week? I want you to come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist group on Facebook and let us know. Now, The group is super supportive. It's a private group. So whatever you share stays there and we will be sure to encourage you so that we can all grow together. You hold the power to make your life the one that you are excited to wake up for every single day. And I am looking forward to cheering you along while you get there. I have a link for the group in the show notes for today. So it's on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 90 if you need that link. And I also want to take this moment to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and haven't done so already, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. This was a review I received earlier this month and it put a smile on my face. So I wanted to share it with you today too. Trendy for you said, good practical advice. I'm working to declutter my home and I came across this podcast. I appreciate the practical advice she gives and the stories she shares. I just listened to the holiday episode and it inspired me to be more intentional with my holiday decor using natural items and things with solid colors that can be used for multiple holidays. So I just wanna say thank you for your kind words. If I can help one person or one family live freer with less clutter, then this is all worth it. So hopefully I can inspire you too. So if you have comments to share or I've helped you in some way, I would absolutely love for you to leave a review too. You can do it right now on the app you're using to listen to this episode. So while you're there, let me know what you think of the show and what else you want me to cover. So not only is it great to hear these compliments, but it's one of the best ways for me to know what you want me to talk about and how I can help you. And as a reminder, if you don't know already, I of course would love to be part of your support team. So if you need more help with decluttering, organizing, or creating better home systems, I've got your back. The tools and resources are on my website and they are designed to help you develop the skills that you need to go from just surviving to fully thriving in your tidy home and happy life. I'd love to have you join me and I have lots of free resources available to you. But if you are ready to take it to the next level, I encourage you to check out my course, Tidy Home Academy. It's an on-demand video course that I designed to give you back your time Energy, life, and home. Not only will you learn how to create a vision of purpose for your home and life, you'll learn to declutter everything without making a bigger mess, and you'll implement systems so that your home runs smoother than creamy peanut butter, but you will also be able to sustain that purge so you never have to go back to a messy home again. So, if that sounds interesting to you, you can find the links to Tidy Home Academy and all of my free resources on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 90. And that just about wraps it up for this week. Join me here next week when I will be talking about what I do when I start to get burnt out. Yep, burnout and overwhelm happen to all of us. And I'll tell you what I do to get over it so that it doesn't take over my life. I'll see you next week. Cheers.